and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for the next episode in our Eurovision 2020 song reviews. And rankings. And rankings, yes. Yep. And we're into the All Important Top 10, today being about songs 10 to 6. Yeah, so we're not doing the full 10th to 1st place, as you would have seen over the last couple of weeks, talking about these songs, you know, five minutes each, it adds up. So <laughs> yeah. the, we would talk a lot about these ones coming up, and we're going to hear from the team during when they've got a first place. Mm. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't go for hours and hours. So absolutely. we're going to do this in a two-parter. Yes, absolutely. Some really interesting mix of songs in this little batch. Mm. Some uh, excellent ones. Well, without further ado, should we get straight into it, Michael? Let's do it. In 10th place is... Well, that was Denmark, Ben and Tan with Yes. Michael, yes to this result? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's yeses all around on this one. Okay. Um, I'll start off with this one. Look, this folk pop sound that they have in this song isn't really my kind of jam. Mm. I'm going to have to start with that, to be honest. But there is something about this that was really instantly appealing when we heard this. And we did hear this throughout the uh, build-up to Dansk Melody Grand Prix. Mm. This was one of the radio-selected songs. Yep. And it really, really did stand out. The chorus to this is so catchy. Mm. Really, really catchy. Really sticks with you. And the whole Say Yes sing-along part would have been Eurovision Gold, I think. So I think there's so much to like about this song. I did enjoy their live performance uh, at the national final, The Empty Room, <laughs> yeah. with a wonderful stage. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I think um, they kind of, their voices blended fairly well together. And I think that performance showed they had a really solid foundation to build on uh, heading into the contest. So mm. I think it's a real shame we're not going to get to see this one. Yeah, I would say probably one of the strongest national final concepts and um, performances. I think it was really quite well put together, very tidy, just need to clean up around the edges, but exactly. virtually nothing. Mm. Like really what they were going to do was pretty much what you're going to see at Rotterdam. Um, God, Denmark are, are really getting this brand for this, aren't they? They're, they're kind of the sweet, more kind of televote appeal Sweden, in a way, aren't they, from the Scandies? Yeah. They've been doing really, really well over the last decade of this kind of sing-along, enjoyable, sometimes a bit of fluff. This one's more that folksy style, sing-along style, which is a kind of music I actually really do like, which is really interesting that you really love this and you don't normally like this type of music. Mm, true. I, really, I, do, I do like them. Um, I think the chorus is really good. I think there's elements to me that I probably just um, is it a bit simple? Is it a little bit? Is it a little bit basic? Really, take away that chorus. Yes, it has instant appeal, but I'm not sure it's necessarily a quality song to be jumping up into a top ten. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay, well, I can see where you're coming from, uh, but at the same token, I think it kind of in this Eurovision competition type of context, simple can be good. Simple can stick. And I, I do think this had jury jury appeal to it. I think it was one of those ones that had like medium level appeal on both sides because I think there's simpler, more catchier, fun songs and more quality songs. And this was kind of in the middle. Sometimes that works really well because you you appeal to both. 
Sometimes it can be a bit no man's land as well. So to me, it's kind of in between those, I think, a little bit. Fair enough. It seems to have done well with the team. (laughs) Well, yes, it has. Um, But another big range again. So we've got second place all the way down to 37th place. Someone had this in 37th. I know. Well, second place was Aaron. And he said, look, this is cheesy pop with sugar on top. I don't think it's kind of, I guess. Um, But it's got some fantastic lyrics, a pair of charming singers, and it just takes one listen to get that chorus and get the song. And that's what you want at a competition. It is what you want at a competition. Mm. Ali and Fleur also had it in their top 10. Um, We had from Ali, fun song, a bit of a country and pop mix. And Fleur said it was very anthemic and sing-along. You know, when you have a lineup of ballads and quirky songs and dance beats... Actually, this could stand out in its simple, repetitive popness. Yep, absolutely. I could imagine the crowd just singing along to the say yes, say yes part of it. It would have been terrific. Well, on the downside, um, we did have Liv and Steve. Um, Liv said it takes her back to wanting to scream at the radio in 2012 whenever Monsters and Men came on, because mm-hmm. it is a little Monsters and Men. Yep, it's that and style. if you don't like that, that's really not going to appeal for you. Um, a bit too saccharine and sweet. Steve really doesn't like this. He's the one that like, ranked it the lowest. Find this so childish, both lyrically and melodically. There's more terrible rhyme dictionary rhyming and the say yes bit, which I'm assuming is meant to be rousing. Sounds like something you'd hear in a political campaign. Okay. He really is not a fan of that song Mm, whatsoever. He gets very funny about lyrics, old Steve, doesn't he? (laughs) He does. He certainly does. All right. What about you? Where'd you put this? Well, I'm definitely towards the top of the rankings on this one. This one came in third for me. Um, Third place. Absolutely. And third. Once it was chosen, you know, third, Dale, it's been in between (laughs) second and fourth. um, Ever since it was selected, I've always loved this song and it sticks with me. I still sing along to it. I never bore of it. And as I say, this is not really my kind of music. I would normally be in the live band camp of, oh, God, screaming when this type of stuff comes mm. on. But this works for me. I knew it would be in your 10, and comfortably so, but third place is really getting up there. But fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It obviously has some big appeal. Well, for someone who actually does like this kind of music, it just came off a bit light and fluffy for me. Um, this is a strong year, and I think when it came to Rotterdam... Maybe the fact that they can nail a good staging and performance might have jumped it up a bit for me. But it was outside my top 20. It was in 24th. Wow. But, I mean, that was midfield, and it felt like a midfield song for me that could have elevated. I don't think it would have dropped at all because I think they were very strong. But overall, it it just didn't have enough balls really to get into the top 20 okay well i'll have to disagree (laughs) disagree completely and i guess you were closer to the team on that one so it did come in 10th place it did all right i guess we should move on to ninth Malta coming in in ninth. Destiny Chukunieri with All My Love. Dale, what did you think of that one? Well, let me start by saying I understand why people like this song. It is well produced, well put together, very what Malta's been doing the last few years. Good quality music production. It's also got to me what Malta's been doing the last few years. 
No televote appeal. No appeal to me whatsoever. Ooh. Cold. Um, lacking, lacking authenticity. I really do not warm to this song. I find it quite forgettable. I've loved Destiny. I'm so glad she's there and her story is wonderful and I think it's the best aspect of this song. And I do think she would have had a chance to show off her vocals live in Rotterdam. But from this, I'm getting a really one-note, one-pace song for the majority of it. It really is. That chorus, it's just it's just nothing. And what my I was trying to work out why I didn't really love this so much. Instrumentation. There's barely any of it throughout. It's very much relying on the instrumentation of her voice and the choir that is in the background there. Only once when there's a funky beat in the second verse does it give it some life. The rest of it, it's just flatlining for me. Yeah, look, I can see where you're coming from. I really, really can. First of all, Destiny being uh, selected by Malta, if anyone saw Maltese X Factor, she was going to win from the opening show. I mean, it was just a a lay-down misere, really. Um, and Malta have gone back to the symphonics well again. And you can't blame them. It kind of worked for them it, it to works. a degree last year. Yeah, last yeah it did. Year. But I'm going to, and I, I'm going to concur with a lot of things you said there. I think this song is serviceable, but it's all a little clinical. Mm. And, it, and symphonics does this occasionally. They do write good stuff, um, but it's just a little soulless. And, I mean, it suits Destiny's voice to a degree, this song, but I don't think it really gives her the opportunity to give it the yeah. full range of power that this girl's got as well. The problem for me also, it sounds a little too old for her. She's 17 years old. Mm. What's all this all my love business all about? Like, yeah. you're 17. Oh, it doesn't come on, even the way she's dressed, and she, I, I find it is a very much an older woman song, definitely. Yeah, and it's just not a genuine fit for her. Um, I find this really quite soulless as well, to be honest. And and I personally think Destiny is better than this, better mm. than this song. And I think they've dodged a bullet by not actually going this year. Oh, I think they would have done very well with the jury. But juries. she deserves. She she could be a t- easily a top five or a top ten performer. Oh, I think it could have been a top five, top ten with the jury. I think the juries would have just absolutely wet themselves over this song. But yeah, I I just. I'm kind of glad she comes back as a more rounded, hopefully a more mature performer and has a song that really suits her and, and has got that genuine feel. She won the Junior Eurovision with a song that suited her yeah. and she could put her own stamp on. Yeah. This this is just all a little... Beige. By the, bo- by the numbers, tick the boxes, yep. this, this, this. Paint yep. by numbers, I agree. Okay, well, look, we've been quite harsh on it. And, I mean, well, this is meant to be these great songs. I mean, look, it came ninth. So, yeah. obviously, other people do really enjoy this song. They do. So, second to 34th was the range, another big range, very much this year. Mm. Steve was the one who had it in second um, place. Well-produced, contemporary-sounding, mid-tempo banger to showcase a truly beautiful voice. First listen love and some warmth to Malta. He has. He loves Malta and he does realise that. So he is giving a little bit more oomph than usual, he said. But overall, love the song. And on first listen as well. Fair enough. Someone had to, I guess. (laughs) No, well, we have Emma and Ruby top tens as well for six and six. Um, A lot around loving the gospel sound and loving destiny. Um, Emma put up a good point, combining gospel with some pop. And that's what you have to do. We probably don't think it maybe nailed it, but it's the direction you could go with Destiny to show some vocals and still keep it quite modern. So I do agree with her from that side of things. Ruby said, you know, powerful song, could have seen as a top three contender. 
Um, and Destiny, you know, there's not a lot of competition in terms of similar songs. So actually could have really stood out in that way. Yeah, the mummers were there and they were also there in the same semi-final. I'm not saying this wouldn't have got out of the semi-final. Mm. I think it probably would have. But I just think... They were different kind of gospel, though, I think. Yeah, I think pretty easily comparable, to be honest. Yeah, true, true, true. And I think the mummers would have left this in the dirt. So on the downside, um, other than us, um, Liv... (laughs) And this is downside in 20th place, so that's actually not that low. Liv said... She said, I really struggled to remember the title of this song Mm. and the song itself. So she had to kind of go back to it. Um, She said, it's good. Destiny's good. Nothing more, nothing less. It's not amazing. It's not bad. And I can see where she's going. I can kind of agree with that, yeah. Um, Guy just said, there's something that just doesn't connect emotionally with him, even though he loves the song, and he put in 19th place. I think I couldn't uh, agree more with that. It's just missing a connection for me. Okay, well, where did you rank it? Um, I ranked this one in 29th. Um, It just never did it for me, to be honest. It just never did. I've given it so many goes, even with another one of those ridiculously overblown Maltese videos. Um, (laughs) And I've given that a go a few times. It just doesn't click for me at all. Look, I think we're both missing something that other people are enjoying in this song because I've got it very low as well. Um, You could probably tell from my comments. I won't add more. Look, I do think Destiny's good. I do think this would have done very well. But I can separate that and say my personal taste is just not for me. No connection. 34th. Are you were the lowest on this one, were you? Uh, yeah, of course I was. So when you <laughs> Did you listen to me before? <laughs> <laughs> when you say it would have done really well, where would you think where do you think this probably would have finished? Well, I think this would have been in top five juries for sure. Look at Era Losco twenty sixteen. Look at like a Don't Come Easy. This and there's some, you know, novelty songs in this. I think this would have been potentially even a jury winner. Like it is get it would get a lot of jury love. Televote, I think it had more appeal than a chameleon of last year, potentially with her voice. So maybe something like a 12th or 13th or 15th with the Televote. Okay, so for a edge of the 10 type of thing. Oh, no, I think high. If you smash out and win the jury, like look at North Macedonia. A better, maybe a North, slightly better North Macedonia, fifth kind of fourth, fifth, sixth area. Mm, interesting. I, interesting. I honestly think it would have done very well. Mm. I, I could see this kind of replicating what chameleon did, to be honest. Could have gone either way. Yeah, exactly. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have to listen to it again. Yes. Um, shall we move on? This is number eight. Okay, that was the distinct vocals of Ukraine, Go A and Solove. Michael, what do you think of this? Yeah, look, um, this was eye-catching and ear-catching <laughs> <laughs> from the very first appearance at Vidber. Mm. Um, it really took people's uh, attention. Look, I really like the blend of the traditional and the modern elements in this, including her vocal style. Um, mm. Perhaps where I wasn't a massive fan of Tulia last year, maybe because it was four of them and it did come across as this massive wall of noise. This, I find, is a little more palatable for me. Um, there's something striking and memorable about this package, whether it's her and she is visually striking mm. and combine that with the song. I liked the way they presented it in the national final. I can imagine it would be similar, just maybe amped up a little bit. And I think they were looking at having a bit of a, uh, a revamp of the song to a degree as well. Um, look, I, I 
think I understand this would be polarizing, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, because no. people who would like it would really, really like it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really, I would have really liked to have seen the reaction from the you know range of fans from around Europe. Yeah, because it is on an initial listen, an initial reaction thing. It can go either way, and I think it would have been incredibly interesting to see what the jury thought of it, and I think it would have been interesting to see what Western Europe thought of this. As yeah, well. I, I agree. I mean, look, it does get a lot of love with the fandom who are kind of used to mm. experiencing a lot more of this wide range of music. Mm-hmm. I think it would have really depended on their visuals because I think the one thing that gets you eventually over that initial harshness, if you're not used to it, um, of, of that vocal, is um, the compelling visual performance mm-hmm. of, of what they were doing. And then you get the kind of payoff with that kind of more modern breakdown bit, which I think gives you a reprieve, gives you time to breathe and come back and go, okay, yeah, I'm ready for this vocal. Actually, it's pretty good. It just gives you something else as yeah, well. Yeah, you, oh, you couldn't take three, four minutes it's of that. Like Let's be honest. You know, I'm sorry. Flute and her <laughs> wailing, deadpan wailing into the microphone. Yeah. So, yeah, like there's a lot of things I do like about this, and I like that it's traditional but bringing a modern twist on it as well. I won't lie, first listen, uh, I, that was pretty much my experience. Half the song, I was kind of like, Ugh, and by the end of it, like, oh, maybe it's got something. Hmm. Second or third, I really enjoyed it. But I, we always come back to first listen situation. And overall, I think if I'm having to convince myself a little bit of a song, that's the kind of problem. Okay. A little bit for me. So that's why when we get to the rankings, it might not be as high as others, even though I still quite enjoy it. And I totally agree with you. I'd love to have seen the reaction mm. from this. Yeah. I, ju- I just think it's, you, you're right, the package when you first watch it go, whoa, whoa, okay, what is this? Like, mm. do I even like this? And I think to see that in in a, a mass audience of Western Europe would have been incredibly interesting. Well, at least really it gets um, people's attention, I guess. Certainly does. Right, well, it got the attention of the Aussie Vision team finishing in eighth place, third to 39th, not surprised of a big range here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruby and Fleur both had it in third place. Um, Ruby said the intersection of folk Slavic sounds with modern instrumentation um, and the incredible vocal makes it, in her mind, a Ukrainian masterpiece. You love all that. It's been put in a blender and she loves it. I totally get it. Um, Fleur said, you know, this folktronica genre, she loves it. She loved Tulia last year mm-hmm. um, and says this is a step up from that, you know, with this complete production around it. So if I you d- like Tulia, you were going to like this. I definitely think it's a step up from that. Though. Oh, a hundred percent. On the um, on the downside here, um, Guy appreciates the con- traditional and contemporary mix. He thinks he should like it more than he does, <laughs> but... He never listens to it because he doesn't want to face those vocals. (laughs) And it just comes down to that, you know. The one person I did miss here, sorry, is Liv in 10th. And she had her boyfriend listen to it. And he said he he found the vocals jarry and felt like he was being attacked (laughs) by the voice. But on second listen, really got into it. Yeah, it is. It is that sort of thing, isn't it's it? The, it's the bonus and the negative of it. So yes. I think, where does that fit? Yeah, it, it can be impact, but you've got to enjoy that impact. Yeah, you don't want to feel like you're being attacked. No, like. <laughs> not, not what I enjoy in a song. Being, no. Being All right, attacked. where did you rank it? Well, look, I'm pretty much with the team on this one. Um, just inside the top 10, number nine for me. Mm. Um, and it's been pretty much there the entire time since it was released. This is, this is really, really good. I never skip this i really enjoy it i'm just as i say it's just such a shame we won't see it on the eurovision stage 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised to see that for you. You were a fan of this. Mm. Um, look, I enjoy it, and this is probably lower than it probably should be for me, and I think I'd probably rank it higher now if I did the rankings again. I do have it in 26th, so it is one of the lower ones, definitely, but Ooh. again, to me, it was more that I wasn't sure. I had to kind of go, yes, this is good, isn't it? And there's other songs I was just like, I just like this song. Yeah, fair enough. So sometimes I don't want to skip it. Sometimes I'm like, I just can't, ha- I can't handle this today. <laughs> so it's one of those ones, some days it might be 10th, some days it might be 35th. So okay. it kind of came out 26th in the end for me. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Exactly. All right. That was an interesting uh, entry from Ukraine, that's for sure. All right, let's go off. We're on to number seven. Italy, the Adatto with Fairamore, into number seven there, Dale. What do you think of that one? Too low? Too high? Travesty. <laughs> Seventh place. What are they thinking? I know. Look, I'm not surprised in a way that it's not quite making the five. It does seem to split people. Um, I'm definitely on one side of the fence. This, to me, I've never always been big on Italian music. We have a lot of disagreements about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they wail in Italian and they get second place in the public vote. <laughs> Soldi was probably the first one I really, really loved. Um, this I just loved. I just absolutely adored it from the very first listen. I just, I just loved his performance. Um, I just love the way he delivers it, the vocals, and then you find out what it's about. But I didn't have to find out what it was mm. about. Um, you, I could, I, I is everything I expected when I saw the lyrics down there. And I love the way that you have time to get a big, powerful vocal with it, with some more storytelling that you can feel coming through the verses. And you have these big moments. And I feel like some of the Italian songs in the past haven't had those big moments. I'm thinking 2013, you can pronounce it last. Uh, last Sensiali. Yeah, it never had a moment to mm-hmm. me. Okay. Good, you know, handsome dude singing an Italian ballad did pretty good. Yep. Grand Amore was almost at 100 the entire time. <laughs> uh, this gives you peaks and troughs and I feel has a more general feel that you could like it from a young age all the way up to your grandmothers and I think it transcends uh, language and borders and music which is what is a winner is about absolutely love this song mm, I think I could tell <laughs> alright look there was no controversy when he won San Remo this year it was very much I think it was Liv that said it at the time Italians returning to that traditional Italian style ballad and I'm going to agree it's very Italian mm. very very Italian but he brings such a real emotion to it that you don't really need to know every what the song's about or anything. You can just feel the, the sort of emotion that comes along with it all. Um, I like my Italian music, and this just ticks every box. Um, if anything, um, I don't... I'm sorry, I would have liked to have heard the three-minute version. Yeah, true. Because I true, think true. the song almost meanders a little bit too long in its in its initial form. But a three-minute version, I think, you could have got all that and just still had that punch to it all without yeah. without ruining it. Um, to me, this would have come close to probably winning the juries 
at the competition. Mm. I think musicians tend to really like this type of stuff. Um, and Italy always have tally votes, so I reckon this could have been a real contender. I think this is definitely a contender. I think, I'm um, not sure on the jury, like, jury don't normally go for this Italian style that much. They give it some love, but it probably would have been enough to still be a real contender there. Okay, but I won't gush about it anymore. Let's see why it only came seventh. Um, so, <laughs> so I want to know who's responsible for dragging this game. I'm ready to name names. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it ranged from first to 36th uh, there. Um, so Ruby, who had it in second place, um, she said, because you know how it's called, it's like make noise is very much around the song itself, um, is a perfect name for it. It gives so much of that, but also gives these empty moments just to enable a big build and Diodato delivers an incredible vocal. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Uh, Guy had it in fifth place. Um, he said, this is one of those songs that makes him really happy to be a Eurovision fan. I really love listening to this, he says, um, and he'll be listening to it for a long time. Beautiful song, and the performance have been have been perfection when he's seen Diodato do it. Mm. All right, the two people who had in the 30s. Yeah. Kyriakos. <laughs> Bane of my existence again yeah. this week. Uh, he said, the song is a safe Italian ballad by a guy who is very shouty. To make use of the English translation of his lyrics, the song is just noise, and I cannot bear it. And I think he's saying that's how he feels about oh, it. Wow. Okay. Um, he doesn't feel the connection with this song. He had it 32nd. The person who had it 36 was Emma. I am appalled. Emma normally has such great taste. Um, he said, she said, this is a quality ballad and maybe she's been a bit harsh on the song. Yes, you have. Um, but she said she'd never go to listen to it and okay. she actually just finds it quite boring. I can imagine it could pass some people by type of thing. Yeah. She says, she says a lot of people compared it to Portugal um, and she said it doesn't have that. It doesn't transcend language in her opinion. She doesn't feel okay. it doesn't go over that transcendation. She, once you knew the lyrics... She liked them more, but fair enough. Too bad. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'll rank on this one, Dale. This was sitting at number one for me for so, so long. Uh, just as we were about to do these rankings, I looked through and actually looked at what I was listening to and something snuck in ahead of it. So number two for me. Um, but I think it's on a day-by-day basis. Some days I'll say this is my favorite song from Eurovision. The other other days it will be number two. This is my winner. <laughs> this is my winner. Love, love, love this song. I never thought I would have an Italian song as my winner. Mm. Maybe I had my mood last year. Who knows? I can't remember. It's been a year. But I just love this. Um, it just, so many feels for this song. I, I, I cannot gush more over it. And I'll get emotional if I start speaking about it too much because it really has that impact on for me. Okay. And I guess if you don't, I, that is because there's an emotional connection there for the song. If you don't have it, I guess it could just sound like, just a lot of you get noise. The, you get the Emma reaction or you get the Kyriakos reaction. Yeah, yeah, but it's got a big moment, so they don't know what they're talking about. But it's my winner. I love it. And it's ah. such a shame we won't get to see that in Rotterdam. I'm devastated. It's the biggest disappointment of this year. Oh, and as I say, I think he would have been a real chance. All right. Well, we'll go on to the last song we're going to talk today. It is number six. Well, 
That is a change of pace. It is Russia, <laughs> Little Big with Uno. Michael, that's come in sixth place. It's Mr. Top 5. Mm. Um, bit of a divisive song. What do you feel about this? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a bit shocked that it's kind of missed the top five, to be honest. Um, look, I think there was a lot of announcement, uh, sorry, a lot of excitement when uh, Little Big were announced, uh, and they have produced what many kind of people expected. Uh, very smart, I have to say, the Russian um, strategy about releasing this, timing, etc. The final song we got, we maybe saw a few others come and go, and then bang, they hit us with this one. Look, let's be honest here. It's beyond basic, this song. <laughs> it is totally and utterly beyond basic. Um, I personally don't like the Aqua-esque kind of vocal style to it all. Um, it just doesn't do it for me. But my God, it is catchy. God, it's so catchy. And I have been forced to listen to this so many times because you play it all the time. So, yes, this is my Moldova for you. Um, look... If this had gotten to the contest, surely juries would have slaughtered it. Should have slaughtered it, definitely. Mm. This probably would have been in the bottom three to five of, of the, any jury vote. But the tally vote would have been huge, absolutely mm. huge mm. on this one. So, look, I think it's a bit of a shame that it's been cancelled for Russia because, again, I think this was a real, real chance to win. Um, it could obviously be compared to two of other songs that you could say were, you know, of the same kind of genre or, mm-hmm. or more novelty-esque type songs perhaps yep. that are in the contest. Uh, this covers Lithuania, Lock, Stock and Barrel. Like, sorry, this is a catchiest song, easier dance, mm. you know, a bit more memorable, more gimmicky. So mm. I think it, it was this and the other contender that were probably the two that were the uh, novelty winners. Well, yeah, look, I think when there was that snippet released of, of it coming up to the full song, well, the supposed snippet, I was like, oh, Russia, what are you doing? You've decided to go full like novelty here. Mm-hmm. This sounds terrible. This is going to be awful. And I probably didn't listen to it for the first couple of days it came out. And then I did. Oh, God. And then, oh, my God. <laughs> I've been listening to it ever since. Yeah, <laughs> It was amazing. It was amazing. You know it's bad. It's like a kebab at 3 a.m. It just tastes so good. It is so infectious. Probably not a good word to use at the moment, but it's infectious. <laughs> it's contagious. It would take over the world as well. It is brilliant. It is brilliant in its simplicity. I do agree with you. The aqua kind of vocal is, I can see past it. But it gives you a, a, like a really simple song that's so damn catchy. These great visual moments of the guy, the kind of larger guys, you know, dancing around and <laughs> doing death drops. And then you've got the really simple, effective little dance move. And then you've got these great to camera moments giving face. I just, I like every element. It's two thousands. I was going to say it's, it's Eurovision's two thousand. It's Eurovision two thousands. Come yeah, on. and you know what? I think the comp- we, we saw this a bit after Toy, and we kind of said maybe the direction was coming back to the party, and I think this is doing that in mm-hmm. its way. Like, it's going to be... This could have been the Verka Sadushka of the kind of this era. I think this was going to be, like, big. I totally agree with you. Massive public appeal. It would have all been about the question of the jury. Wouldn't have been enough to win, mm-hmm. but it would have been another really good result. 
Yeah, I've noticed garnered 72 million views already uh, Even, on YouTube. It, oh, yeah, it's just it's smashing ludicrous. it. ludicrous. Uh, so this would have been huge. I suspect Russia would have thrown everything at it as well as far as staging and so, uh, et cetera goes. So I think this would have been a very, very compelling package from Russia. Just loved it. I just absolutely love it. This has been two great songs after three terrible ones to start with. Um, okay, so let's look at the team here. We had a 1st to 27th. So only 27th is a low. So, you know, that's not as big a range as we've seen, but we've got a winner in there. Um, and let's go to that winner. It is Ruby. Okay, this is kitschy, yet perfectly done and serious fun. Little big heart specked with some very distinct icons and acts most notably Abba and Aqua, with an incredibly distinct and modern sound. The lyrics may not be groundbreaking by any means, however every other element of the song is standout. Sonia as the lead vocalist is absolutely stunning, and the proposed package given in the music video was addicting, at least it was for me. Ultimately, Uno is infectious, bingeable, contemporary, and captivating, from the first listen to last and I love it. Well, you could see that the song really fills her with joy, doesn't it? Mm. And and that's what music's about, and and what this competition's about. So I can understand why it's uh, got her first place. And what I like is that she says she knows it's trash. Yeah, she, we all know it's trash. We all know it's trash. Exactly. But we love it, and it's so good. And you can make arguments about why it's so good. Outside of Ruby, um, Liv had it in second place. Gosh, she says brilliant, just. Brilliant. So about Eurovision. Um, obviously, probably too dated for the jury. Um, but she said there's something totally mesmerizing about the simplicity of the song and the dance moves. And, you know, it just works. It just comes together. And she had some money on this to win the entire thing. Oh, wow. But not all her bets have worked out very well, let's put it that way. Um, Emma had it in fifth, and I love this. She said, there's something about seeing an overweight man in Lycra doing the splits that that gets me into this. She goes, I've listened to this song a lot thanks to it being her kid's favorite song of the competition. Emma's our mum, and she's always on the pulse of the young vote. Um, There's something about this that just makes me smile even though I'm shaking my head at the same time. Yes. Perfect <laughs> quote for what this song is all about. You're bopping and shaking your head at the same time, yeah. So Kyriakos was on the downside of that in the 20s here, again. Um, on a scale of, no- this is what he says, on a scale of novelty Eurovision songs, Little Big's Uno is more like a dust in the turkey than Verka Zadushka. Oh, wow. So he had to say, um, he does admit that the music and dance moves are catchy, but overall it's just too novelty for him. Yep. Um, Fleur, novelty overload, she says. Uh, Russia have gone further with the kitchen sink here. Even the tapware and faucet were included. Just <laughs> too much. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be too much for some people. Yeah, fair enough. But not most. <laughs> <laughs> but it only came in sixth place. It misses yeah. the five. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, look, ranking-wise for me, I'm pretty much along with the team. Seventh for me. Um, and that's high. I'm not normally a seventh. big... Seventh? I'm not normally mm. a big kind of novelty-esque no, kind of person. No, you're not really. Yeah. Um, but maybe you've just drummed this into me so many times that, you know, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I kind of almost see the humour in this kind of... Well, I mean, COVID-19 self-isolation has been good for one thing. You've learned to love this song. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it'll be the soundtrack of it. Um, for me, this is brilliant. Um, as much as Italy was just a wonderful music and ballad, Russia is the complete opposite and just as good at what it does here. If I could give equal first, I would. 
but it's second place for me. This is novelty. Not even novelty. This is just catchy pop perfection. There's these songs that last in pop music that just transcend and work. And even though they're they're trashy, I'm thinking Macarena here, I think that awful ketchup song, (laughs) even Crazy Frog, (laughs) like all these songs. Talking about musical big hitters now. (laughs) It doesn't matter. They sell. They sell, sell, Michael. Novelty, one-hit wonders sell. And this would have been a worldwide hit. I think this would have been uh, huge. Yeah, I think it's a shame it didn't get the worldwide attention it needed. And the visuals on top of it, it just... Hmm. Perfection. Gosh. Perfection in its simplicity. <laughs> Love it. No. Love it. I refuse to admit that it's perfection. <laughs> I am so Perfection. Sorry. I wouldn't change one thing. <laughs> one thing about it. All right. Well, that is 10 to 6. Done. Yes. So people can figure out what the top five is. I'm even interested. I don't know what order it's in. So. You've forgotten what it is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, no, true. We'll find out in the next episode. That will be out during the week. We didn't yeah. want to hit up with two today, and we wanted to give it a bit of air. Um, but I don't know how it's going to get better than those last two songs for oh me. I've, I've peaked. <laughs> I hope it does. I'm, the, the curve is going to flatten out for me on the rest of these songs, I tell you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Thanks very much.